And so again, I'd like to offer a few reflections about the nature of this meditation practice that we're engaged in. And in many ways we can understand the the process, the journey of meditation as a, a training of attention. Learning to bring a quality of attention to our experience that enables a process of discovery and transformation to unfold. Understanding that uh, we so often live distant from or disconnected from our experience. And so much of the suffering and the struggle and the confusion that we can experience in life is, is born of not seeing clearly and not connecting closely with what is actually happening, but being in relationship more to memories of the past, which are almost always only limited fragments, and projections of the future, which are simply re-articulations of those memories of the past in new shapes and new forms. And that because of the limitations of being connected with these perceptions as our primary information or resource for understanding and responding to life, these limitations are not something we need to be bound in. And so there are three primary elements to the attention that we are learning to give, that we are developing and cultivating as a way of being present, of being awake, in the midst of our lives that contributes to our well-being and that supports our capacity to contribute also to the well-being of others and of life itself. And the first of these qualities is this quality of collectedness, of gatheredness, of, of presence and steadying of our attention. The way in which when we keep coming back again and again to where we are, to what's happening right here and right now, we start to, it's as if the lens we're looking at becomes clearer and more steady. The lens we're looking through, sorry, becomes clearer and more steady. When our attention is jumping from one thing to another so quickly, as it often is when we haven't cultivated and trained this capacity. We experience a degree of fragmentation and also a kind of a a blurriness in perception. Not, Not to say the image itself is blurred, but that we don't see clearly and precisely what's taking place. And that so far as we haven't cultivated this, so much of our life is spent in a condition of disconnection. So cultivating this capacity to consciously turn our attention to a chosen object, to gather, to collect, and to settle our attention in one place. Understanding that this takes time. This takes patience. This takes perseverance. But that as we do so slowly, we become more connected too. 
we become closer to our experience and we feel the benefit of that. There's something that we're drawn to in this, this quality of being more immediately present offers us something qualitative. That we know what that is, even if we can't quite exactly describe what it is all the time. But we know it in the sense of when we feel ourselves present and connected, there's something we appreciate in that, that we want to continue and to repeat. And in this case, not so much in the sense of necessarily grasping at that experience or wanting to hold on to it, but more recognizing that there's something of value here that we can and wish to develop and deepen in. So there's always value, there's always benefit in just engaging in this process of coming back again and again. And it's a little bit like if we were trying to build up our strength by doing some exercise, it wouldn't really develop our capacity if we only worked with exercises or weights that we could easily use. We'd need to do something that stretched us a little bit, that demanded a little more than was easy for us. And in that way, our capacity grows. So too in this, by, by using the subtle bodily experiences of sensations, of breath, of felt experience of our body, our mind is required to become more subtle, to grow in its capacity, to develop its capacity to connect and to touch into more fully and more deeply each moment. As we do this, of course, we see the second element of attention that we're cultivating becomes relevant and important here. This capacity to open to, to welcome, to receive, and to, to extend a sense of open-heartedness to our experience. We could understand this as a, as a very primary aspect of love that allows things to be, that allows our experience to be. So far as we're resisting, so far as we're rejecting, so far as we're placing conditions upon our experience of what we're willing to meet, what we're willing to experience, what we're willing to feel, so far as we do this, we continue to hold ourselves a little distant from the experience, hold ourselves apart from what is taking place. And the, both the distance and the, the closing of our heart that is involved in this are painful to us. We experience this as distressing. We may not understand it as such unless we've examined it carefully, but it's part of the underlying feeling of unfulfillment that drives us so often to be looking for something different or something else. And in those moments where we notice we can open to what is here, when we do feel close and connected and we sense our capacity to resonate with the experience, to feel even that which may be difficult or unwanted for us, but to just resonate and feel what that's like. Equally as we can learn to resonate and feel that which we delight in, that which we appreciate, to be equally open in both 
these dimensions or aspects of our experience. There's something about that that we deeply appreciate. And again, it's something we practice by noticing when we're closing, resisting, rejecting, saying no to our life or to an experience. And just gently inviting ourselves again and again. Can I open to this? Can I make space for this? Can I make friends with this? And it doesn't mean we have to like what's difficult. But that we, in a way, we might like learn to get on with it, as we might with a neighbor who we don't particularly like, who might do some things that are difficult. But, hey, we live next door to this person. We better learn to live with them because they're probably not going away. And the truth of our experience, including that which is not easy for us, isn't going away. So learning to open, to relax those unconscious habits of contraction, resistance and pushing away, and to allow ourselves to be touched and to feel more and more deeply into our experience with that quality of openness of perhaps even welcoming what is here. Not in the sense that we therefore give up our capacity for transformation or our aspiration towards development and growth, but understanding that we need to open to where we are in order to actually find our ground. And from that ground, we can then move purposefully and appropriately towards what it is we aspire to. But if we try to move towards something else before we've fully landed where we are, we find ourselves off balance and not easily able to negotiate or to travel the terrain and the landscapes of our life that are challenging to us. And so this quality of, in a sense, saying yes to our life, opening to our life, equally opening to those places where we say, I can't, I won't, or I don't want to open. Okay, making space for that too. Not judging, not rejecting, not pushing away ourselves anymore than we are encouraged to not reject or push away our experience. And so this quality of, of, of connection, of groundedness, of steadiness and focus is the first quality of attention we develop. And the second is this openness, this allowing, this welcoming, this receiving, this quality of kindness to our experience and to ourselves. And the third quality is the quality of curiosity and interest. So often as we practice, we can perhaps notice a subtle sense of familiarity. Oh, yes, I've seen a breath like this before. Oh, yeah, I remember my body. Yeah, it feels like this. And oh, there's all those troubling thoughts or difficult reactivities. Oh, here's this sort of sweet memory. 
there can be a way in which we kind of become familiar. And in our familiarity, imagine we already understand, we already know what it is we're encountering. And of course, we do have some understanding and some knowledge of this. But there's always more. And the process of waking up in our lives and in our meditation practice involves becoming conscious of that often unexamined but deeply held sense of knowing what it is that this experience of being alive actually is. Because when we look closely and more carefully, we'll see that in fact we don't know so well at all what it means to be here. How it is that in fact we're able to be conscious at all, that sense experience arises with its vividness and intensity and complexity. We just, it's been happening ever since we were here, so we kind of take it for granted. But there's something remarkable, inexplicable, and profound just in this. And so this quality of, of curiosity that leads to a, an interested examination or re-examination of experience is not an intellectual analysis of trying to figure out or think about, but more what happens when we suspend our habitual certainty and our unconscious assumptions of already knowing all there is to know about this. And when we turn towards experience from that place of innocence that recognizes we do not yet know all there is to know here, this allows us to become closer even still to our experience. And this element of the attention that we cultivate and develop and practice, this openness, this curiosity, is powerful and profound. I sometimes think of it a little bit like the quality that a young child who encountering a large shiny beetle for the first time would just look at the beetle, just like, what is that? Not, oh, it's obviously a, you know, a, a, a purple-winged stag beetle from Madagascar, you know, the kind of ideas, the language we might add to it, it's not how we would see it. It's like, wow, look at that. What is that? And if we can bring something of that quality to our own experience, to not take so granted, take so for granted this very existence, this very moment, this very experience, we open ourselves to profound discoveries in this journey of practice. And that's not always easy for us because we tend to crave and long for the security of certainty, of knowing, of familiarity. And that's understandable. 
But in the context of our practice, we are asked to find the courage to enter more fully in to the dimension of our experience, which cannot be known in the way much experience is known, but can nonetheless be realized, can be understood directly by our human heart and mind. That is worthy of our interest and our care. So we cultivate this attention that is steady, in which we dedicate ourselves wholeheartedly to this experience right here. with openness, with attentiveness, with this interest or curiosity born of knowing there is more to discover here. Rather than trying to get somewhere else, let us come to know where we are and what it means to be, what it is that we are. So again, just settling in to your body, sitting or standing, breathing, being here just as you are, opening to this moment-by-moment flow of experience. One breath, one sensation, one moment at a time. Coming back to this again and again. Settling and steadying. As we connect more deeply. Opening to what is here with interest and curiosity. Not thinking about or analysing but coming fresh into contact with this living present. This immediacy of aliveness. This embodied awakening Existence that is just this right here, right now, just as it is. Just as you are.
Zen monk and poet Rio Khan says, Do you want to know what has been in my heart since before the beginning of time? Just this. Just this.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.